Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and this week I want to talk to you about another hot topic, ketogenic diets. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. I'm actually going to be breaking this up into two parts because it's a really big topic and I don't think I can do it justice with a single episode. So the first part, which is the one you're listening to, I'm going to be talking specifically about ketogenic diets and brain performance. And in the second episode, I'm going to be talking about ketogenic diets and how it influences other metrics, which are indirectly related to brain performance. Okay. So with that, please be sure to leave me a rating and review. I love constructive criticism and I love just hearing from you guys. So please let me know what you think. And if you can also please do subscribe because I do have so much more in store for you. And I want you to be the first to know when those are coming out. Now, ketogenic diets. We need to cover a little bit of background. Carbohydrates are the preferred fuel source by the human body. And there are some tissues actually that operate almost entirely on carbohydrates, like your brain, which is funnily enough, the topic of this podcast, right? I'm sure you've heard of people who have problems with low blood sugar. And the fact that every single human needs to maintain a stable blood sugar is a big hint, I would say, that carbohydrates are important for normal functioning, right? You've heard of people who have low blood sugars and they get faint and woozy. And you've heard of people who have high blood sugars like diabetics, right? But no one is ever talking about needing to maintain their blood ketone levels, right? It, it just isn't what we talk about. So carbs are important for a very specific reason. Ancient humans, they lived in a world where starvation was a very real threat to survival. And carbs, they are the preferred fuel source, but ketones are the backup. So when food is scarce, what we do is we switch over to using ketones as fuel until we can refill our carb tank. All right, it's like a backup generator. We're using the ketones as a backup purely. And once you see that, once you reintroduce carbohydrates, your body goes right back to using the primary fuel. Now, most of our initial research into ketogenic diets was actually research in human starvation, all right, human fasting and starvation. And the ketogenic diet is an offshoot of that. It was a way of eating that mimics one of the effects of starvation without actually starving. So I'm going to make some assumptions in this podcast. One is I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to assess the utility of a ketogenic diet, assuming that the food choices are healthy. Okay. And I think if I'm being quite frank, that this is giving proponents of ketogenic diets a little bit too much credit. Because if you look at the keto cookbooks and you talk to the people who are doing it, they're going to tell you it's the best thing ever because they get a free pass to have, you know, fried foods and processed meats and all these meals smothered in cheese and cream sauces. And what they've done is they've just gone ahead and blamed everything on carbs and they forgot that there are also bad proteins and bad fats. So here though, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to do a fair comparison between a uh, air quotes, healthy ketogenic diet and a healthy non-ketogenic diet, okay? And so that might be a little bit leading as to my own personal thoughts on ketogenic diet. Um, but one thing I do want to say is that there is definitely a time 
and a place for ketogenic diets, and I myself have recommended it to several of my clients for very specific cases. Okay, so I'm not trying to uh, sway you one way or another. What I'm trying to do with this is to give you the current state of the evidence as far as ketogenic diets and brain performance specifically. Okay, so getting into that, what you see is that ketogenic diets, uh, over 100 years, we have known that ketogenic diets will reduce the risk of seizures and epilepsy. Ketones are not the preferred fuel source. I mentioned carbohydrates are. Ketones are harder to use by the brain. And in people with epilepsy, their brain is overexcited. And if it gets too excited, then you have a seizure. Okay? And ketones, because they're harder to use, they kind of slow things down. And they make it less likely that the brain becomes overexcited and that a seizure will happen. Based on this alone, this observation, if ketones are slowing things down, you would hypothesize that there would be a reduction in brain function, right, in otherwise healthy individuals. And to date, I'll say that the data is relatively inconsistent. Some studies will show a benefit, some studies will show a detriment, and others will say no change at all. And the reason for this inconsistency seems to be related to the population that is being used in the study. Uh, frequently, these studies are using obese people or elderly people. And another confounding variable is that weight loss itself can produce many physiological benefits regardless of the dietary pattern. And so what I want to do is I want to review this recent study that came out in 2019 um, in healthy participants, which I think is going to be the most applicable to you, you who is, you're listening to this podcast, you care about brain performance, you're probably relatively healthy. And so I think that this is going to be really telling because it really addresses the question, does ketosis help out with brain performance? And so I can't pronounce the author's last name, but I believe it's Iacovides. And the study came out in 2019, and it looked at healthy participants who were following a ketogenic diet for three weeks. All right, and this was verified by checking the blood ketone levels. And what they did was they compared this ketogenic diet to a diet that was high in carbohydrate. So some notes about the study, just to go over the methodology a little bit. They kept the protein and the calories the same between all participants. Okay, so the, the protein was clamped at 25% of their calories. And the only thing they tinkered with was the carbohydrate and the fat ratio. The calories were clamped. They also ate the same amount of calories. Remember, as I said before, weight loss has been shown to have various physiological benefits, and we did not want that as a confounder. And the metrics that they looked at specifically were cognitive function, sleep, and mood. And the last thing I'll say is that this was a crossover trial, which basically means that every single participant does both diets, and they compare it to yourself. So let's say you're going on this diet. They compare you on a high-carb diet. And then a little bit later, they compare that diet to yourself on a high-fat diet. And this is good because it removes inter-individual variability. Um, so basically, relative to yourself, does a high-carb or a keto diet improve your cognitive performance? So they did three weeks on the diet. They washed off, and then they did three weeks on the other diet, and they randomized the order. So it wasn't like everybody did keto first and then the high-carb diet. They, you know, some people did high-carb first and keto second, and they wanted to make sure that order had no influence on the results as well. So that's why they randomized it. And then they 
assess the cognitive function before and after each diet. And so here were all of the results. First off, there was no effect on speed or accuracy in the response tasks. There was no effect on visual learning. There was no effect on memory. There was no effect on working memory. And I've mentioned this before, but working memory is basically what is your brain doing right now? All right, this is not short-term memory. This is not long-term memory. This is, I have a complex task in front of me right now, and I just have to keep this information in my head for a quick second. How good is that? And there was no effect on it. There was no effect on executive function. Okay, these higher level cognitive thoughts that we have, you know, critical thinking skills, no effect on that. No effect on morning vigilance. You know, how, how vigilant are you when you wake up? and no effect on mood, and no effect on sleep. <laughs> so basically, there was no effect on any of the variables that they measured between the two diet types. And so the good news is that despite you know our hypothesis before that there was uh, ketones were a suboptimal fuel for the brain, we didn't see any decrease in cognitive function. And the bad news, though, is that the ketogenic diet is not something that we can just be uh, using willy-nilly to enhance brain performance in otherwise healthy individuals. And so what we can kind of conclude from this is that the preliminary studies that did show benefit were mainly a function of either weight loss or of the population demographic, you know, either the elderly or the obese people. And so what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, you as an otherwise healthy individual, you're not really going to see any cognitive benefit from employing a ketogenic diet. And this study, you know, it did look at many cognitive variables, which I love, which is why I wanted to cover this study, because it, it's it's new and it tries to tell us kind of what we really wanted to know all along, right? Does it help our brain performance? And it did not, though, assess long-term Okay, so long-term data is missing, right? It was just three weeks on the trial. Um, but it also didn't assess any kind of knock-on effects. So that's what I want to talk to you about next week is, you know, how the ketogenic diet might influence things like your physical activity, things like your health, things like weight loss and fat loss, all right? And all those are indirect variables that can benefit your brain. So with that, uh, I will call it quits today. Um, I think the study kind of <laughs> summarizes quite succinctly um, what we're talking about here as far as acute benefits of a ketogenic diet and cognitive performance. And in fact, there were none observed. But the upshoot of that is that there was no detriment as well. Um, with that, I will sign off today. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, please do leave me a rating and review. It does help me out a lot. And I do have so much more in store for you. Please subscribe. I want you to be the first to know when these future episodes are coming out. If you did like this kind of podcast where I do a little bit more of a research review, please let me know. Um, I'm kind of playing around with this with this format a little bit. I like this stuff because I love reading research, uh, but I don't know if you guys actually like it or not. So let me know, and we will be back next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.